Welcome to Awakening Brilliance, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high-achieving women and the topics that inspire and empower women to boldly step out in their own brilliance. I am your host, Victoria Baylor, and I am a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping high-achieving women get unstuck, gain clarity, and build a brilliant brand in life. Be sure to grab a copy of the Brilliant Brand Checklist in the show notes. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the weekly podcasts. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everybody. You have found yourself at Awakening Brilliance. I am excited to be here. I am Victoria Baylor, Mindset and Clarity Coach, and I get to sit across from, I guess, in the Zoom world, the amazing author, publicist extraordinaire, Mrs. Marjorie Young. So I am pleased to have her as my guest today. And um, we're going to be jumping in, talking all things. How do you promote yourself? How do you really get your name out there? Um, but to start things off, we got to hear from the woman herself. Marjorie, we are so excited to have you. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Maria. Gosh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and be on your show. And what you're doing really, really matters for, for women and, and small businesses in, in finding their voice, finding their clarity. I mean, clarity is what I pray for. I mean, if, if you don't know where Ooh. you're going, you're never going to end up there. <laughs> so, Well, you said it. Yes, ma'am. Well, you also, I'm so excited to be, of course, where I feel like it, you're one of, you've already, your race started long before I jumped in this game. And I love the traction you've made and the work that you do. So Marjorie, please let our listeners know what it, exactly it is that you do. Um, give us a little bit of background about yourself. 24, well, for 26 years, I've been in business um, with a public relations firm and we help small businesses in the community increase their word of mouth, their visibility, and their credibility. And we do it a number of ways, but um, it's mostly through mass media. Uh, what we have found since, I mean, we've been around before social media, um, before when we just had mass media. And, you know, mass media, they still have the huge amount of numbers that and readers, and it might not be in a physical paper, but they have the huge numbers online. And, and our goal is to get your good information up on online with the mass media. And then it's shared. And then the word of mouth, the digital word of mouth spreads like crazy. And, and we do it on a matrix. We do it with a method that I've actually created helping to turn my father's company around many years ago. But when you look at a small business or you look at somebody who needs to pr promote their, their work, they have a lot of really wonderful characters, uh, um, character traits. They, you know, they, they might be a leader. They might be a, a very charitable, charitable person. Their company might be growing. These are all things that we can talk about and, and let the mass media know about it. And it, it really, we call it reputation management, but it, it's, it's highlighting your character and letting people know, um, which is then your reputation. So 
that we we help create that positive word of mouth. Because when people read about you, they're going to go, oh, Victoria, I heard that you're the, the incoming president of that this nonprofit. You know, that creates the buzz that opens the door for conversations that could lead into sales. Because people want to do business that share the same types of values. They want to do business with other businesses. So you, it's a really, um, I don't think people really understand the word public relations. Public relations has a PR problem. I have said it for years. <laughs> Nobody understands it. That's true. But if, if you say, um, a, a lot of ways I can help is like, do you need better word of mouth in the community? They all say yes, because everybody is, that's how they get their new business. And I also say, Victoria, Google yourself. What comes up with your name? What comes up with your business name? That's your digital buzz. You know, what good articles, and we're specifically looking for third-party endorsements. We're, I mean, it's fine that you get, you know, small businesses get on there on their social media and say, look how great we are. As a client, I'm looking to say, I want to see what other people are saying about that company. Third-party endorsements are huge. So if I do the Google search and I see that the paper has written about your new leadership position or you know that you've hired somebody new, what that says is that you're a growing company. Um, you're a leader in the community. Oh, Victoria just won an award from the chamber. She is an award-winning company. So it's, it's third party. There, there is actually a strategy for word of mouth. And that's what my book, Reputation Matrix, is about. It's how, how to do the strategy. Well, we just started. And of course, Marjorie being her wonderful, amazing self is just dropping these nuggets, y'all. <laughs> I actually have her book here. So if you, you're listening, you won't be able to see it. Uh, the title is Reputation Matrix. But if you see the video recording, I have the book and I'm holding it up. And this is a phenomenal book. And I think if anything that Marjorie's proven that she's been able to do is to concisely take concentrated information and put it into like a plug and play formulaic kind of book. So you literally can, I mean, it's not intimidating. I mean, I could just go on and on, but you definitely want to get this book. It's definitely a necessity if, if not if, you want to promote yourself, you need to promote yourself, get this book. And <laughs> we'll talk about the importance of doing that as we move forward. Thank but um, Thank you, Victoria. You know, I, I wrote this book really because PR is very expensive to hire out a PR firm. I mean, you're looking anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand to twenty thousand a month, depending on what comes up with the plans. And that's not fair to us small business owners, to, to any small business owner watching. If you're a small business owner, that's not in your budget for right now until you become a bigger company. So this, this book was written to help you, the small business owner watching, um, really start to move the needle with your visibility and get the well-deserved recognition of your beautiful character and, and values and, and let the media know. 
the five different ways that I talk about in this book um, are the top five, the algorithms of what are the top five types of information that your local media will most likely cover. There's a whole lot more. But these, as a business owner, are the top five ways to be positioned in the community. Once again, Margie's here, y'all. This is Margie all the time. Uh, she's such a giver. And I really say that, and I'm not saying that in the sense of flattery. Margie knows me, but I, I remember attending one of your first talks and that being one of the first things you said. Of course, being successful in the community, having over two decades of experience coming from a having a boots to ground on the ground experience with your own parents business and like living and walking and understanding the importance of this and out of all of that the only thing I kept hearing you promote was I want everyone to win let me create a resource that will let them do that so I definitely believe in you know we reap what we sow in life and I believe that because you have sown so much goodness Marjorie you have so much coming back to you so we're actually going to get into because awakening brilliance of course is geared toward looking at the brilliance behind the woman. So we're gonna tap into and, and get to understand Marjorie a little bit more and where does that drive come to really help be, uh, to help not so much the underdog, but really help drive people forward. But before we do that, we're gonna start off with a little icebreaker because we're uh -oh. gonna get to, know Marjorie, <laughs> get to know Marjorie a little bit on a personal level. So Marjorie, I'm just gonna throw a couple of questions at you, uh, non-related to what you do. Um, just uh -oh, I don't know if I have a, much of a life outside of, <laughs> outside of work. Look, that sounds like the ultimate entrepreneur answer, right? It's like, am I really, do I have a life? Uh, question one is, what is the worst trip you've ever taken in your life? <laughs> okay, the first thing that popped into my head was um, a trip from Savannah up to Atlanta. Um, and I was married at the time and we couldn't, uh, find a parking spot and it just, it got really frustrating. That, that one's kind of weak. Oh, I'll tell you something. Well, we the shopping at Atlanta's pretty bad, but. <laughs> but no, it just was a lot of fighting. It just wasn't, it wasn't fun. Vacations are supposed to be fun. So for many years, I got to fly free on United because my brother's a pilot. So I got the privileges of flying free. So I flew out to, uh, Yellowstone National Park, went hiking with my friends, and tried to get back on standby. I could, I got to Denver, but then I couldn't get to Atlanta. So I said, oh, let me get to the East Coast. I got to the East Coast, and I got to D.C., but I still couldn't get south. Oh, my. So in my irrational mind, I said, well, I've got family in Italy. I'll fly over, <laughs> get my hair cut, because I can fly free. And then I got stuck there for three weeks. Oh my God, why did you get stuck there? There were no, well, I could have done the adult thing and buy an actual ticket to come back, but I wanted to fly free. So I actually got home the day uh, that Hurricane Sandy, the day before Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey. So that oh, wow. one seat available, I bounced across the Atlantic. It was the it was the bumpiest flight ever due to the hurricane, but I got home for free three weeks later though. But you know, I have a virtual office. I mean, I didn't miss the beat, but. You know, but I mean, it makes for a very engaging story though. Wow. It, I can yeah. see the horror in it, but it's like, whoa, what an adventure. <laughs> it, 
it was it was literally so fortunate to have had that privilege for 15 years that is quite well with that in the same token what was the best trip you've ever taken you probably have too many to choose from you know victoria i for those past 15 years, I, I don't think people realized how much I traveled. I mean, I traveled a lot. The best trip I ever did was um, flying to Spain and it, I walked the Camino de Santiago. Oh, yeah. so my That's list. 500 mile pilgrimage from, from um, France all the way across the country to Spain. That was my best trip ever. I mean, that was life changing. What made it the best without getting too personal for you, but what made it one of those pivotal? First of all, that's a major feat for anybody that's done that. So I applaud you on that. But what made it the best for you? So the whole walking time took 40 days, kind of biblical, actually. Yeah. But, um, it, and I completely took off work. I didn't, didn't look at my cell phone. I didn't do any work. Victoria, I couldn't tell you what day of the week it was. I mean, the freedom of not having to worry to get dressed up every day and answer 700 emails. It was so liberating. It was, it was such a much needed break. I had been going pedal to the metal as a single mom for 20 years. And it was the first time I had really, I've always taken vacations, like the one, you know, going overseas but I've always worked, but that was the first one that I, I didn't work. It was amazing. It sounds like it. I'm, I imagine the insights you got from that were phenomenal. I can just even see it in your expression that that was one of those trips. So glad you got to experience that. Having faith is, um, was a really big hard lesson for me. And I had to walk all 500 miles to realize that I had to let go and let God and to um, know that every day I, I went by myself through the mountains. I mean, there's thousands of people walking it, but I had faith that I would find a place to sleep every night. I'd find something to eat and that I would be safe as a single person hiking 500 miles. Thank you, God. I had, I mean, yeah, it was a wonderful lesson. Um, and the other lesson was quit worrying about the finish line and quit worrying about the past. Because guys, all we have is right now. That's it. Be right here. That's oh, I love it. that. Be present. Oh man, what a lesson there. And have faith that uh, everything you need is going to be taken care of. The spirit does not. Yeah, it does not like us to worry. That that tells the higher power we don't trust it. Very true. Very true. What. What amazing insights. And I imagine you brought all of that back with you to infuse into the work that you have so diligently and so, um, uh, I don't even know, uh, just have been pushing to do all these years, which is really helping the small business owners be seen. And I'd like to always, I'd like to look at the magic behind the person. So I know you have an incredible story that of course starts with your, your family's business and some challenges you experienced there. So actually, if you don't mind sharing that, and then I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into your own perception and where this drive comes from. So I was fortunate to be born into a family. Um, 
a mom and dad that were both entrepreneurs. My mother was an illustrator and my father grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. And when they got married, they started uh, a magazine called Dining in Washington and Shopping in Washington. And my mother drew everything. My father would sell all the ads. Us three kids would be the models in the paper, in the, in the magazines. But um, my mom, I mean, it was a real mom and pop and it was feast or famine. And I remember being a very young kid going, you know, you can pick up on the tension with your parents and you could, at times they tried to hide it if they were scared. You know, I picked up on all of that. Um, fast forward a few years, uh, and my mother was only 54 and she literally dropped dead of lung cancer. She, she didn't feel good, didn't feel good, kept going to the doctors and they said, classic case of pneumonia. New Year's Eve, I took her into the hospital and they were like, what, what? You know, they just, they weren't taking us seriously. And I finally said, I think she's got lung cancer. I, I just, I can't explain coughing up blood. I mean, it was, it was horrible. And they finally did, they finally did some tests and they were like, oh yeah, she's really sick. She might have three months to live. It was adenocarcinoma. It had spread, the autopsy said it spread throughout her whole body. And it just, I mean, that could be counseling on its own for women women that lost their their moms. I mean, when you lose your mom, you you have a hole in your heart your entire life. So um, she died at 54 and my dad had to figure out a way to keep going. So he, he, I mean, the business really took a dive and we were actually within three years, four years of her dying, we were looking at bankruptcy. Um, he sold the house to try and figure out how to pay things off. He um, lost the health insurance. He, we tried to apply for banks for loans and they were like, no. <laughs> um, so big lesson, I learned so many lessons of what not to do in business. Um, and we had zero money for advertising and marketing. And that's when I said, gosh, I went to school for PR journalism. You know, my teacher said, let the media know about your good news. So I said, gosh, our company's been in business 30 years. That's a piece of hard news that they would pick up. So I, I wrote my first press release ever since school, sent it to them, and they said, yeah, that's a story. We'll come out and, co- and cover it. Oh, and wow. we did talk about, you know, how hard it was during this recession. And um, we got on the front page of the money, the money section. I mean, it was a beautiful picture, me, my dad, and my brother working in the print shop. And I then took that article and made sales calls. It was a third party endorsement of somebody else saying how great we were. And it, I mean, there were a lot of things that had to happen to turn it around, but that I saw the power of, of third party endorsements. I saw the power of the press and 
It took us about three years to turn it around. And the very last check that we wrote to the IRS, because we had a lot of back taxes, I had moved to Savannah. And from then on, I was like, I, whatever it takes, I need to let small businesses know what a powerful tool PR is. Because if I hadn't had that article when the IRS came out, he saw how serious we were. And he also saw that somebody else was talking about how great we were. We, he said, okay, I'm going to give you one more try for back payments. And if you miss one, you're out. We're closing you down. We never missed one, paid it off. Lessons. I, and so that's what the first chapter is about, is what we live through. And then the process that I use, to, that we still use for creating positive buzz and third-party endorsements. I mean, I've heard your story before, but every time I hear it, I just, I feel like I feel something different. And first of all, of course, I can't even imagine the horror and the tragedy of the loss of your mother. So for that, I am so sorry for your loss in that regards, but having to turn around and pivot and pick back up and come up with a game plan is where so many people will find the challenge. And I, I just believe in you sharing your story. It really breathes life and hope to someone that feels like their back is up against the wall and that there's nothing possible they could do. And I love that you had such a presence of mind that you said, okay, wait, what can we share? Let's dive into that because I find that oftentimes entrepreneurs tend to minimize. They don't really see where they can share. They think things are irrelevant. It doesn't make, no one's gonna wanna listen to it. They don't know that the good news is actually the good news. What would you say to someone that struggles with minimizing their good news? Oh my gosh. I can guarantee they're leaving news on the table. I can guarantee it. If you look at my matrix, all right. I'm actually going to pull my eyes out. <laughs> all right. Here's my matrix. It is. All right. There's the matrix. Yes. The authority. Every single... Victoria, you're the authority in clarity. You're giving webinars, you're doing these interviews, you're, you know, writing columns, you know, you've got support groups, you're coaching, you're the authority. You know, any, any small business, there's always an angle of what they are the authority in. Mm -hmm. I mean, accountants, they can get talk to the Savannah Chamber about doing a, a, a lunch and learn on the top 10 things they need to know for the new tax laws coming up. And there's such new technology like StreamYard. You can create your own show every Friday at noon, talking about the top things or interviewing people in your industry. You know, it's, it's, it's authority. I, to me, educational marketing is my favorite. It's, it's, no, it's no selling. It's sharing all the information that you know. I've had a, um, I've taken a lot of Brendan Bouchard's classes and he said, share your information freely. And so, it, I mean, literally everything, everything's in these books. I, I, I know a lot of companies have trade secrets and stuff, but, um, you know, and a lot of small businesses can do this, but as they grow and they don't have as much time, they do come back, they come to us. And, and then they're like, here, you do it. <laughs> so, um, 
there's value in that. <laughs> yeah, there is value. That services. Yes, there is. Um, make sure if you're a small business owner that you apply for awards. And yes, you can be a new and emerging business of the year. You can be entrepreneur of the year and you can do it yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to do it. This is business. And if you're positioned as an award-winning company, doesn't get any better than that. That type of, you know, word of mouth is, is just crucial. So that is, a, you got to be a little bit more aggressive and, and go after that charity. I mean, I'm, we all want to make sure that our communities are the best they can possibly be. So as a small business owner, we're all involved with charities. Let the media know that you, you're, you've spent the Saturday painting, you know, a, a home for the homeless or something. I mean, they are looking for news um, and, and it's going to help the nonprofit. It will raise awareness about the nonprofit. And oh, yeah, by the way, that, you know, you helped organize it and get it going. So, of course, there's hard news. If you have a, a new employee, you want to mention that. Don't leave that on the table. It's good morale building for, for your employees. And if you're a leader in the community, that says wonderful things about you and your ability. Um, if you let the media know, or if you're on a board of directors, let, let that nonprofit make sure they send that press release in because it's going to show up in the Google search engines when they write an article that you're the incoming president of this organization or you're on the board. When people Google that and they see your name associated that, with that, that's just another check mark of, yep, I want to do business with this company. I mean, I love it. So uh, there's that um, reiteration of the power of positioning yourself and promoting. And these are, and as I'm hearing you say this and what I can extrapolate is that this is not something anyone can do for you. You have to own your authority. And given that this podcast is really focused toward high achieving, amazing women, and you know, I'm a mindset and clarity coach. Oftentimes, as I mentioned to you kind of like off, off uh, audio is that and you agreed so many women struggle to kind of find their voice and to feel confident in exclaiming who they are and the showcasing that and as you're saying to me is that it's really not about minimizing yourself it's really about ownership owning what you offer owning your value seeing that and then sharing it with people and people want to know the news isn't so big that it doesn't need another story, even though that limiting belief in our mind will tell us no one wants to hear our story. You're so, so right, Victoria. And, and the mass media needs to hear from you once a month. So you do need to come up with something once a month if you're in a small community. I'm not talking about doing global PR, I'm specifically talking about community. So yeah, it's finding your voice getting coaching to help that person be confident to do the public speaking and, and know that your voice does matter. And I think a mind shift is a lot of people are nervous about speaking. And then you have to say, it's not about me. It's about what information can the small business owner know to, to help them. And that takes a lot of the pressure off of, um, it, the public speaking. 
I love it. And I think that for me, you, I mean, you said it, said it, said it, and you come from such a place of authenticity that again, it's so easy when one encounters you like, this is, this is your mission in life. <laughs> like it, I can sense it. And this is what you proclaim. And I think other people in, especially women in business, they need to kind of adopt that same kind of idea. If you're struggling, please get that clarity. So, you know, of course I'm here to help if someone's struggling with, it, with that. But come from a place of authenticity because it really is just about sharing. What are you passionate about? What was your past experience? That's exactly what you just did here. You showed, you shared openly like, hey, I've been through it. I can resonate and I understand what small businesses are struggling through and I wanna help. And I think that if other women start to realize that that's all you have to give, like no one's, no one's looking at anything else. It really is about the value you have to offer. I think it, you're absolutely right. It takes a lot of that pressure off of thinking you have to be someone else. You know, there's only one Marjorie, y'all. No, only one Victoria. <laughs> yes, I mean, absolutely. We're all we're all sent here with a gift, and yes, sharing it and helping each other is um, is really what makes a good life. I mean. I mean, I'm, I, you do need to get money and, and stuff like that, but where, where my happiness meter goes is, is, is mentoring and helping and encouraging. And um, I, I think it's all of us too. I mean, and the fact is, gosh, we're in such a great community because we all do reach out and help each other here. So if anybody doesn't live in Savannah, Georgia, you might want to think about moving here because we have the best small business community it's been voted in Inc. Magazine a number of times, best place to start a business. Wow. I mean, I've, I've been able to read the benefits, but it's so amazing to hear that. That really yep. does kind of solidify. Okay, so we're talking brilliance and you did make a great point. You're speaking my language, the gifts that people have that make them really good at what they're doing. Let's focus that on you because you have this, this strong level of compassion and there's just this approach that you bring that I understand where you're at. Let me help you get to a higher place. Aside from your personal experiences, which of course we're all shaped by, I feel like a lot of who we are is just kind of our own inner wiring. Was this Marjorie on the playground when she was younger? Was she always kind of like that advocate? Where did all this come from? You know, it's really interesting. That's a really interesting question. And I, I have thought about my upbringing. I, of course, I had entrepreneurial parents and they were so busy. So I was gone. I was on my bike, meeting people, playing basketball, got very involved in sports. I feel like sports really made me very competitive and I want people to win. I want to win. So sports had a big, big part in my growing up. Um, so much so that, and then also I was an army wife for many years. Uh-huh. And when you're in our, I was 16 years, we moved around the world, mostly. You're army brat, so I understand that life. Oh. <laughs> As your mom would know, yes, you are given orders yes. without giving orders. So yeah. we were mentored by the the leadership, the women leadership, on how to vo- get volunteers, how to how to make your community a better place. And of course, you're not paid for any of that, but it is part of the fabric, part of the culture. And I, I don't think people talk about 
how valuable that training was. I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, so grateful to have been a military wife because we, we got all that. We got, we got all that leadership training without being it called leadership training. I mean, it, it, those women, those spouses that follow their soldier around, uh, they're amazing are, women, such as yourself. You that's that a lot. You have to learn to be on your own uh, because they're gone all the time. They're gone a lot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, Very true. Oh, please continue. I'm sorry. No, no. So yeah, that those are two two things I attribute, and plus seeing my my family, um, you know, the ups and downs of small business, just always trying to figure out a better way. For them to be happy and you know I, I was thinking at a very young age oh these are things i could do to make the business better but you know when you're young they're like go play with the you know your doll <laughs> so <laughs> um no but if, if 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 you're born into that i think you have it you can learn it of course but you know growing up and it makes you very sympathetic to small business well, I have to say that on behalf of myself and the people listening, and of course, the people that know you personally, we are very grateful, you know, not for every experience that you had, not for the tough ones, but grateful that you are the quintessential person that took lemons and knew how to squeeze and make lemonade from it. And I think it's very unique because even I just caught something you said when you were younger, you were like, you had these ideas. I, you know, I, because I work with people who are living as specifically women and some men, and I can see like their gifts, their talents. And there's sometimes in some people, they have this innovativeness or they're like solutionists. Like they, there's a problem and they can just hone in. And I just think that's, it makes me chuckle because to see what you do now, which is solve major. And this is a major problem, y'all. If you haven't gotten this, if you fail in the sense of building your reputation, if you fail in the sense of marketing yourself, you are, you're, you're, you're limiting your success. So, oh. Oh my God. And and what they don't realize is they they can do it for zero cost. I mean, literally they're leaving news on the table that will help their, their branding, help their personal brand, help their reputation and visibility, credibility, and positive buzz. But they have, yeah, you can hire a PR firm, but I'm serious. They, they need to own that. And I love that because I feel like people like you are the stepping stones for people to have to experience greatness. Because for the person that's the small business owner now, and I'll speak to you now, lady, because you know who you are and you felt overwhelmed by it all. You're in business. Maybe you feel like you just aren't making the traction you want. You know that if you're going to experience just that one big break and hearing Margie's words today, I hope it's really encouraged you to realize that it's, you can make that step. But sometimes we see that the next step is a huge step. And I think Marju just broke it down into miniature steps. It says, hey, yes, you can go for a PR firm. And that's really great because we all want to, I'm going to, I look forward to signing up with Marju in the future. Um, but in the meantime, <laughs> yes, I'm listening here. I will put this into my pillow at night and <laughs> with her reputation matrix look and get all the, the stuff through osmosis as well. But in the meantime, I love that you are always been like a hand up. And I think that says a lot about your qualities and your character. I'm going to let you have kind of like the final words in the sense of what would be 
advice that you would give to someone that's hearing you now, they're hearing you for the first time, they're really subscribing hard to what you're saying, they feel reignited that they can do this, what would you tell them? Especially if they might feel themselves creeping toward being overwhelmed again, how would you, what would you tell them? Um, create a plan, get some clarity, get a mentor. Do you guys, do you know if you have a mentor, there's studies showing you're going to make more money? So yes. No, yes. there really is. There really oh, I know. <laughs> yes. um, we're all in this together. And when you can have a mentor uh, reflecting the, the clarity and getting, you know, making sure that you understand the next steps, um, you'll get there a lot faster. But, yeah. you know, it, it definitely, you've got you've got to have clarity first. Matter of fact, I wouldn't do anything until you had 100% clarity. Like every single campaign that we kick off, we got to be 100% sure we know what the message is. It, you know, it's all, everything in life, Victoria, is about clarity. And I just, I, it's wonderful that that's where it starts. That's absolutely where it starts. And life has too many choices. I mean, there's so many things, but if you can narrow it down and that's where a coach will help, that's where a mentor will help. Um, I love doing what I do, trust me, just for that yeah. reason of bringing that peace and getting people to focus. It's like, I always say you could take a sheet of paper on a hot day you're gonna warm the paper naturally with the sun. But if you pull out a magnifying glass and put it between the sun and that paper, you will burn a hole in that paper. So it's really about that laser focus. I love it, girl, you were speaking my language. Everything, everything. <laughs> and and the, the way I end my book is nothing ventured, nothing gained. Too many small businesses just wring their hands and they worry. And if you yeah. do that, you're gonna bring more worry to your business. So you've got to make that first step, even, you know, reaching out to get a coach and make a plan and action. You, you can't just sit there because nothing's going to happen. Nothing venture, nothing gains. Absolutely. And thank you so much for that, because it, it I, again, I feel like this whole uh, session has been about hope and you can do it. I, you know, you're wearing, I'm looking at you now, you're looking very eloquent. You're wearing a suit, have a beautiful set of pearls on, but I really think you're, if you had a superhero costume, it'd be like a cheerleader because all you do is cheer people on. And we really, really appreciate that Margie from you. So thank you again for, I can't thank you enough. I, of course, you know, I adore you. Thank you so much for being a guest on Awakening Brilliance and for sharing your, not only your story, your insights, your wisdom, but sharing your heart to serve people in the way you do. And I wanna encourage everybody, I'm telling you, don't walk, don't run. You know you get packages from Amazon every day or can, what, can they buy this from you? What do you prefer? Do you need to buy it directly or Amazon is all going to Amazon? Amazon, I don't, yeah, I don't have, yeah, it's all on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how I got mine. So go to amazon.com and get Reputation Matrix. I'm telling you, I, uh, she, um, Margie joked with me that she, what was your nickname? You're the queen of cut. Oh, the queen of cut. Yeah. I mean, this book took me a long time to get it down to a hundred pages because we don't have time to read stuff. <laughs> well, this is a powerful hundred pages y'all. And I'm telling you, she did it phenomenally. So I'm actually going to go back and look through it again. And I'm going to get my uh, game plan together for my monthly release of mass media news. So thank you for the kick in the butt for me 
because I do a lot of stuff and sometimes I fall back into that social media slump and we gotta be looking at the bigger picture. So I love that. Thank you, Marjorie. Um, I'm gonna let you, any last words before I let you go? Be, I don't know, just nothing ventured, nothing gained and help each other, really help each other. That's how we're all gonna lift the community businesses together. And it, it not, you know, not every contract is gonna pay, but just, just help each other. And, and with doing that, we lift each other up together. I love that. I love that. Very wise words. Thank you, Marjorie. And thank you, of course, listeners. You found yourself at Awakening Brilliance. I'm Victoria Baylor, Mindset and Clarity Coach. And if you found yourself feeling a little bit stuck, unclear of how you want to really brand yourself, connect to your audience, you feel overwhelmed, please, by all means, definitely send me an email, visit victoriabaylor.com, and I would love to connect with you. So thank you again for listening and catch our next episode coming out soon.